Welcome to episode 9 of Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I'm your host, Cassiopeia, and I have to say that you guys are making me feel so absolutely loved. Um, Just last week, we were way below 5,000, and now we're way above 5,000, and I couldn't be more appreciative or feel more grateful for you guys. Um, definitely thank you so much. I know I keep saying it every episode, but thank you so much for the shares, the likes, the comments, the follows, um, just the interaction in general. Um, so with that being said, we have hit the 5,000 mark. So the 5k play giveaway is going to be starting. Um, the, it'll actually, it'll be starting today along with this episode. So if you are listening, but you're not following Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia on either Facebook or Instagram, definitely go and follow because that is going to be part of the giveaway uh, rules. Um, It's basically your typical um, social media giveaway, like follow, comment, and tag. And uh, winner will be drawn at random using my lovely random Alexa random number chooser. She always helps me because I feel like that's the most fair way to do it. Um, So yeah. Uh, definitely keep an eye out for that because that post will be going live along with this episode. So if you're listening now, it's already live. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks again so much. Also, don't forget to get your own candles over at the Pizza and Pigtails website in the Wick and Fay shop. Um, keychains and stickers are still available through message or email and just send me um, creepycases.spookyspaces on social media and creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com if you want to send an email Um, but yeah so with that being said uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode Um, Now, this episode um, actually contains sensitive and potentially disturbing content about mental health and suicide, so listener discretion is definitely advised. And I do want to say that if you or someone you know and love is struggling, please reach out um, for support uh, and just definitely, definitely try to get help because... We are definitely happy to have you all here doing well, and we want to make sure that you stay here and be well. Um, So this spooky space is located at the foot of Mount Fuji, and it's less than 100 miles west of Tokyo. And it's a forest that spans about 30 square kilometers or 12 square miles. And it's been said that legend tells the home of the array or Japanese ghosts. And for many years, the shadowy woodland was known as the Sea of Trees due to its dense forestry. But in more recent times, it's been known as the Suicide Forest as It's the final resting home to as many 
and sometimes even more, hundred suicide victims a year. This week's spooky space is the Aokigahara Forest. Aokigahara, which also means blue tree meadow, also known as the Jukai, which means Sea of Trees, is a forest on the northwestern flank of Mount Fuji on the island of Honshu in Japan. Now, it actually rests on hardened lava that was spilled by the last eruption of the mount in 864 CE. Now, parts of the forest are very dense, and it actually causes you to be in semi-darkness, even in broad daylight. And there are signs throughout that warn visitors to stay on the trail because it's really easy to get lost in just in the different parts of the trees. And the rolls, like lava rock, absorbs sounds, like the porous absorbs all the sound, making the area completely silent. And with not much wildlife contributing, um, it actually adds just a feeling of solitude or a feeling of eeriness, um, depending on how you want to look at it. And this has actually attracted a lot of people to consider it haunted. And plenty of locals actually won't even enter the forest at all. Um, Visitors have said that every breath actually sounds like a roar. Now for some, Aokigahara is a place of unchallenged beauty and serenity. And hikers looking for a more challenging trip can actually make their way through the dense thicket of trees, knotted up roots, and rocky ground to find amazing views of Mount Fuji. Now, some visit specifically for the lava tubes, which are actually um, now caves, and the Narusawa Ice Cave is one of the larger tubes, and it's 156 meters long. And the average temperature is actually around 3 degrees Celsius, which is only 37.4 degrees Fahrenheit. And it was used as a a refrigerator long ago, and ice from the cave was actually, like, um, chipped out and shipped to the Shogun in Edo. Now, the Fugaku Wind Cave is 201 meters long, and it's named for the air circulation of the cave, and its walls are mostly made of basalt. Even in the summer, there are icicles, lava terraces, and rope-like lava formations. And from 1600 to 1900, it housed the eggs of silkworms. 
Now the lake side bat cave is the largest cave coming in at 386.5 meters long. And visitors can actually observe around, I think there's about 500 bats of five different species that live in the cave. And now not only known for its caves, wildlife and various trees, plants, Aokigahara is known for its high rate of suicide. Aokigahara has the unfortunate distinction of being a destination for people who are contemplating suicide. Now, since the 1950s, recorded suicides in the forest have been rising at a rather rapid rate, between 10 and 30 per year, which is actually kind of disturbing. Now, in 2003, 105 suicide victims were discovered there. The forest actually has signs in both Japanese and English trying to prevent people from taking their lives. And one sign at the entrance reads, Your life is something precious that was given to you by your parents. While another one states, Meditate on your parents, siblings, and your children once more. Do not be troubled alone. Now, I understand kind of the, um, the sentiment of that second sign, but let's say you're somebody who is um, maybe older, single, and doesn't have any family, and maybe that's why you're actually contemplating suicide in the first place, because you're alone or um, something, something as far as that is affecting you. So, like... I get it, but at the same time, that could possibly contribute to somebody actually committing suicide rather than just thinking about it. Now, so many suicides have taken place in the forest that the, discon the police discontinued publishing the data to deter attention away from the forest as an idea location. And the full numbers aren't reported as a lot of corpses most likely aren't found as, as they decay, they disappear into the thick forest, or they're carried off by animals, or the trees and the plant life grow over them. And it's difficult to give an average profile of the person who commits suicide in the forest, but... They're, the bodies that are usually found are usually males between 40 and 50, and the most are committed during March, which is the end of the fiscal year in Japan. And most spikes in suicide have been due to Japan's economic um, downturn. Many people flock to the forest as the beautiful and serene area is the perfect location to breathe their last breath. Japanese spiritualists believe that the suicides committed in the forest have permeated 
Aokigahara's trees, generating paranormal activity and preventing many who enter from escaping the forest's depths. And it also has a history of morbid myths. The oldest are unconfirmed stories of an ancient Japanese custom called Ubasuti. And legend says that in more desperate times when food was scarce and the home life became difficult to handle, a family might take a dependent elderly relative, typically a woman, go figure, to a remote location and leave her to die. Now, this could all be myth and folklore, and many scholars actually dispute and deny sinicide was actually a common practice. However, Ubasute has made its way into stories and has attached itself to the spooky forest. Now, at first, the Yuri, or ghosts, um, visitors claimed to see were assumed to be the spirits of the elderly who had been abandoned to starvation and the mercy of the elements, and that they were just coming back for revenge. But in the 1960s, when the history of suicide began, people started to think the spirits belonged to the sad and the sullen, and the thousands of people who visited the forest to take their life. But in my opinion, why can't it be both? The forest hasn't always attracted people by the hundreds who wish to end their life. It actually only recently became a major popular destination for this when a novel by Seicho Matsumoto was published. It was called The Tower of Waves, and a couple actually commit suicide together in the forest. Now, another book from 1993 titled The Complete Manual of Suicide by Waturu Surumi added fuel to the fire and increased suicide rates as the author describes the forest as the perfect place to take their lives and even described where abouts in the forest is less circulated so that the bodies can't be found and if they are, it's too late to try to save them. Now, an annual body sweep has actually been done every year since the 1970s, and it's usually done right before the holiday season, where the dead bodies are found, they're removed, and identified if possible. Now, the leading methods of suicide are usually hanging and drug overdose. The locals say they can easily spot the three different types of visitors to the forest. You have your people who are interested in the beautiful views of Mount Fuji, um, those hoping to catch a glimpse of the macabre, and those who don't plan on leaving the area alive. Now, most of the people who bring tents are actually considered more high risk because while camping is allowed in the forest, um, they have found that most of the visitors who stay for multiple days are usually those who are contemplating and waiting their decision on whether they should take their own life. And now other visitors will actually mark their path with tape or string. Um, but be careful um, if you decide to follow those because you may find bodies at the end if they lost their battle with themselves.
smell that? The fairies must be whipping up something amazing over at the Wiccan Fae Candle Nook. The custom layered candles are a must for all candle lovers. With your choice of three scents, you can create your very own garden soiree or Sunday yummy Sunday. With names like Bitch Slap Blue, Chill the Fuck Out, and even the new Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces scent line, you are bound to find something for everyone. So right now, when you mention the code Creepy Spooky, you'll get 10% off your first order. So head on over to pizzaandpigtails.com and click the shop link up in the left-hand corner and get your very own Wiccan Fae candles today. So, when the bodies are found in the forest, Forest workers must carry them out to the local police station, where they're put in a special room used specifically to house suicide corpses. Now, some believe if a corpse is left alone, it's very bad luck for the array of the suicide victims, and their spirits are said to scream through the night, and their bodies will actually move on their own. The forest is one of the spookiest spaces in the world, and people often find clothing or body parts or um, random items such as backpacks, uh, shoes, uh, notebooks, pens, things like that. But that's not the only reason those faint of heart probably wouldn't want to visit. Believers actually report a very high number of uray, as well as demons, and even those paranormal beings don't cover all of the weird stuff that goes on. Now let me tell you about just a few of the spooky stories that have taken place within the forest. So during a vice documentary that takes a tour of the forest, an extremely creepy curse was found. And they say a Jack Skellington-like doll which I imagine it's basically just a thin skeleton doll, um, was nailed upside down to a tree as a sort of inverted crucifixion. And according to the documentary's guide, Azusa Hayano, he claims, uh, quote, they nailed this character upside down as a symbol of contempt for society. No, it's more like a curse, and the curse is nailed in. Now, apparently, it's not that uncommon for visitors to leave a curse on the world that they're leaving behind. And there's, they've actually found many trinkets and poppets and dolls and voodoo dolls, um, if that's what they can be um, considered, um, that actually curse the world that they're leaving, as said. Um, now also, as stated before, the forest is very easy to get lost in, and compasses and GPS readers often 
don't work under its canopy. And this is actually believed to be due to the high iron deposits in the soil. Um, but some people believe that it's the spirits that are making, like the energy, are making the, the, the um, basically the mechanics go haywire. And people will actually string a long tape or string to be able to find their way back. And there's been reports that um, some have had their tape actually being cut and like clearly cut, not just a rip in the tape or maybe it was pulled too hard or too taut, um, but it's clearly a cut to the tape and it's left people lost in the woods before and um, some people think that it could have been a spirit and some people think that it could have been a demon um, so the jury's still out on that one uh, people often report hearing blood curdling unnatural screams while wandering the forest and they're said to be made by the yuri a writer for the Japan Times told of an incident where he heard a terrifying scream in the forest, and when he searched for the source of the noise, he came across the dead body of a man at the base of a tree. A quick examination revealed that the corpse had been dead for some time and could not have been the source of the scream, but maybe his spirit was... Now, another hallmark of the forest is that there have been, supposedly, literal ghost sightings, with visitors sometimes claiming to see white figures drifting between the trees. When the sci-fi paranormal investigation show Destination Truth investigated the forest, they may have caught one of those apparitions on camera. Now, I haven't seen that episode, but I'm definitely going to be looking it up. But of course, the question comes down to, was it a ghost or was it just a trick of the light? Now, I'm sure that some remember in January of 2018, the Aokigahara Forest gained international attention after Logan Paul filmed and actually broadcast a suicide victim's body on his YouTube channel. And of course, he apologized after the video incited major outrage, and he claimed that he intended to raise the awareness for suicide and suicide prevention. However, he can actually be heard laughing, and I believe they said he was making jokes about suicide. Um, I haven't seen the video, but I don't think it's anything that should be... Um, anything that we should make light of and I don't care if you think and, and of course the funny thing is now here's the funny thing when I hear of videos like that I totally avoid them I don't give that person the engagement I don't give them the attention I don't give them the views and anything like that because it just adds to what they're actually trying to get and that's attention um, I know some people want to see it just because they want to see like 
some people want to make their own decisions and I totally get that too. Watch the video, see for yourself what exactly was said or done or heard or, you know, this, that, and the other. And I understand that. However, I just don't like giving people who just, I don't know, just have no common courtesy or respect for the living or the dead. Um, I just don't like giving them the attention and I don't like sharing because it just gives them more attention. Um, but if you are ever lucky enough to visit the Aokigahara forest and come across a body, please leave it alone and alert authorities so that they can go in and retrieve the body and give it a um, proper burial or um, I'm not exactly sure what they do. I'm pretty sure they um, identify and alert the family and take uh, their own precautions and everything. I'm sure there's a process to it. Um, However, suicide is definitely not something to laugh at or make jokes about, and I will end on that note. Um, but I will also say that, it, like I said before, if you or someone that you love or know, even if you don't love them, um, if they're struggling, please reach out and get help um, because... The world's a much better place with you in it. So definitely stay. Stay here. Stay for good decisions, bad decisions, the good times, the bad times, the horrible times, the good, bad, the ugly. But um, but yeah, so that is all I have to tell you about the Aokigahara Forest. Um, and with that, until next crime. Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia is a Pizza and Pigtails production. All episodes researched, written, and edited by yours truly. You can find new episodes every Friday with bonus episodes coming out every other Tuesday on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to follow along on Instagram and Facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces for all podcast news and updates. Don't forget to subscribe through the anchor.fm or the Patreon page for exclusive access to bonus content, early episode access, and thank you swag. And if you have a creepy case or a spooky space that you would like to hear featured on a future episode, send me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. <laughs>